What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Media Entrepreneurs Podcast, teaching you how to become a full-time entrepreneur by leveraging modern social media strategies. I'm your host, Derek Vidal, and on today's episode, we are talking about what it really means when someone says they want to become a personal brand. Just like everything that people want to be in life, there isn't always uh, a path that they actually want to pursue uh, when it comes down to actually becoming that. So, so if someone wants to become a rock star, they do want to play music live on stage and be cheered for by thousands of people, but they don't want to play guitar six to eight hours a day, go through multiple bands, uh, switching out band members, dealing with partying all the time and being on the road. There is always uh, a, a lot of things that we want to be in life, but then when it comes to actually pursuing the path that it takes to becoming that, we have a different decision to make. So on today's video, I'm going to be telling you what it takes to become a personal brand, and uh, you'll learn how, but you'll also learn if it's a path that you really want to pursue. Uh, now, if you are not familiar with me, where I uh, lie on my path of becoming a personal brand, I've run a podcast for over four years, and my name has been tied to that. I also have my YouTube channel with my name tied to it, got about 2,400 subscribers at the time of this recording. My podcast has about 20 to 25,000 subscribers and uh, millions of downloads or like, eh, not millions, excuse me, 1.3 million uh, downloads and counting. So just to tell you some numbers, and I've got a little over 10K on Instagram, uh, TikTok not doing too hot for my social bamboo page, right around 100 followers. So I'm just throwing out these numbers so you know uh, about how big I am uh, or am not and how my personal brand has played into it. Uh, I haven't really leveraged becoming a personal brand in the way that I'm going to teach you about today. And that's largely why it makes it difficult for me to really uh, break into that like entrepreneur influencer level, if you will. So like the Gary Vaynerchuks and the Tony Robbins of the world, uh, or even just uh, whatever entrepreneur influencer you're following with over 200k followers, they are leveraging the strategies that I'm going to be talking about today. For myself personally, this is an avenue that I think I'm beginning to want to explore. But uh, it, it is being a lot more vulnerable about who you are and becoming more of a lifestyle uh, influencer with whatever you're doing. Now, uh, it's not just about, about entrepreneur influencers today. We're going to be talking about building a personal brand in any regard. And the way to do this is that you're not only an expert at whatever uh, market you're in. So if you're a, a fitness coach and you want to be that next level personal brand fitness coach influencer you not only have to be really good at fitness, you also have to have a story around yourself that people can tell other people about you very easily. You have to be easy to be talked about uh, because especially nowadays, if you're gonna reach over 200K Instagram followers, you're gonna need word of mouth advertising happening for you, not just them sharing it with their friends, but when they go to a party, they might even bring you up for some reason. And this usually entails you uh, clinging your identity onto a couple uh, more extrinsic identifiers is how I like to say it. So for me, I would not only have to be someone who knows about Instagram, 
but also I'd have to be promoting that I'm ADHD and uh, how I overcome having ADHD with entrepreneurship. And I do uh, a lot of content on that, but it's not really part of my personal brand on Instagram and it's not everywhere. So like not in my bio and everything. But usually when you see these, uh, any influencer with over 200K followers, you can check their bio and you'll see that they're talking about some other aspects of their life. So maybe they're a mother, a father, uh, they uh, have... It's not usually like they have a degree from a university that wouldn't be uh, something that uh, a lot of the world could identify with. But if they have some kind of mental health thing or physical health thing, that's pretty much always going to be a part of it. Or if they're like at a very specific stage of their life, if they're trying to lose a lot of weight, they tie other aspects of their life into it. And they're trying to be relatable on a grander scale. And an uh, uh, example of this would be the entrepreneur Rachel Peterson. She is a mother. I, I believe she uh, went through a divorce in the past that she makes some content around. So she has this thing that the entire world can relate to about a failed relationship, whether it was a divorce or just a boyfriend or girlfriend that you broke up with. She has, uh, she has content that uh, appeals to the masses. And that's really what's going on, to, to put it very simply and obviously. In order to get a lot of followers, you have to have content that appeals more to the masses. And it's a totally different game you play. And the reason why I haven't really wanted to play it is I'd rather just teach Instagram marketing strategies, social media marketing strategies. And then I do podcast episodes about ADHD and motivation and other things like that. Uh, but it it's very tactical. Like I'm not talking about it in terms of like, here's my life story and how I overcame this. And it's just not, not who I am. So I probably really cap myself off from the size of audience that I can attract if I, like I, I've had ADHD content do really well and I'll probably do more of it. I mean, ultimately I just want to put out content that helps people and a lot of entrepreneurs do have ADHD and, and that's why the markets work so well together. Uh, so that's something I should note. If you're a fitness instructor, uh, fitness coach, and then you have some kind of physical ailment that probably goes hand in hand well. You're going to have people who maybe have rheumatoid uh, be drawn to you because you're a fitness coach who also has rheumatoid and you can relate to them. If you're a fitness coach that has ADHD, that doesn't match up as well because you're doing a physical exercise and then you're talking about a mental thing that you have and it's not going to be a common problem for the audience that you're trying to attract. So there is such a thing as wanting to you know, choose extrinsic identities that uh, have overlap with the markets that you're looking to attract. Uh, but this is really what it is. When you're becoming a personal brand, you are saying that I'm going to have the fact that I'm a mother also be a part of this. The fact that I live in this area or was brought up in this way uh, also be part of this. And you make content around that too. So for those of you that are e-commerce stores and thinking like, do I even need to be a personal brand? In a lot of cases, no. But if you're an artist or you have a clothing store, this makes it so you can more easily become the face to your brand. 
And uh, also, I think there's an advantage uh, to take example on LinkedIn. The recent interview with Hala Taha, she explained that e-commerce stores that do really well on LinkedIn, they have a personal page from the CEO, and then they have their company page. But the CEO page sharing that the company pages posts and uh, making their own identity on LinkedIn is ultimately what really uh, gets sales for them. And this is a strategy that requires a lot of work. So understand that. Like if you're an e-commerce company, this probably doesn't pertain to you unless you're really trying to leverage every social media channel. If you're at that point of your business and you're like, all right, now I need to become a personal brand to really get the needle moving to that next level, then that's when it would um, be something for you to take note of. But if you're a health coach, uh, or, or you are a personal brand in any way, or you're just trying to be an influencer, you are going to have to find a few different extrinsic identities. And I've heard Rachel Peterson, for example, say five. Uh, I can't remember the five examples that she had. I apologize. But I think one of them might even be a hobby, right? You, you've got your hobby that people can relate to. You've got your physical or mental health ailment that people can possibly relate to. You've got the market that you're an expert in, which is what you're going to create the majority of your content around. But it's usually difficult to attract an audience of uh, more than 200k people without having this other aspect of you. And it's just not really something that I'm really caring about doing. And that's why I haven't built a personal brand on that scale, or at least that's not what I'm really striving to to make all of my decisions around. I'm more looking to help people who want to run Facebook and Instagram ads right now, and they would like some help with it. I'm more uh, serving the people who are ready to get to work on their business now. And that's just what I prefer. So uh, know that you have the choice if you want to become a personal brand or not, or you can have an account that's more like mine. You can check it out at social bamboo with an underscore at the end on Instagram, where I do just stay in my lane and teach the topic that I teach and attract an audience around that. And you can build a business just fine. Uh, but I think uh, having a personal brand episode is something that I'm overdue to have on the podcast. So I wanted to talk about what really is the difference maker between just being a regular fitness coach and an influencer fitness coach or being a health coach and an influencer health coach or just having any kind of uh, name power to yourself and getting brand deals. Where does that come from? It, it is clinging on to something about your identity and uh, making that uh, known to the world. So it does have to be something that you are very passionate about because this is a long play and you really have to want the fame. If, if you're not wanting to go on TV and talk about your product, then being a personal brand is probably not for you. And that might be the question that you ask yourself to determine, is this really a path that I want to pursue? Because you've probably been told, like, build your personal brand. So what does it entail? Alex Hormozzi is probably one of the few people that I've seen. He still does this, so never mind. Like Alex Hormozzi, I think he's an entrepreneur that a lot of people know. If not, go check him out right away. He's someone everyone needs to listen to. 
80% of his content is very tactical and he is just like the entrepreneur who really knows his shit is how I would define his brand. But he does uh, talk about his relationship with his wife. He does talk about how they were on dating apps and how their first date went and the, the time they almost broke up. He has a lot of content on relationships too. And he also talks about his relationship with his father, how he wasn't supportive of entrepreneurship. And these are the kind of stories that I'm talking about that if you really want to reach that massive influence, you have to uh, figure out some other parts of your life that you can teach the same audience uh, through that lens. But there's some people that follow Alex Hormozzi because maybe they saw a video on relationships and that's what they were looking up at that time. But they're like, hey, this is really valuable. And then now they know about him uh, and all of his other content or they found him from his tactical content, or they found him from uh, his, his videos about talking about dealing with your parents and sharing your goals with them. So you have to have these other avenues of content in order to have a wide enough reach. That's what I got for you today. If you got some value, be sure you subscribe and check out the other videos on my channel for more value. Talk to you soon.